0: Get heavy Podcast, hosted by and What's up guys? Welcome to Get Heavy Podcast. Uh, we're trying something different this week. I have previously said that uh, I'm changing the actual podcast days to Tuesdays. All the podcasts with interviews that I do, talking to people are going to come out on Tuesdays. And this today is the Thursday podcast solo Flying Solo, Blonde Solo, whatever you want to call it. Um, I wanted to try something a little bit different and uh, see how it goes, I guess. Um, hope you guys are having a fucking great day. We're going to talk about some topical stuff, stuff going on in the news, uh, reactions, stuff like that, to whatever's going on, a um, couple big things that are going on in the last couple weeks. I'm going to try not to get too off topic. But go ahead and check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. $1 a month gets you in the door. The interview videos will be coming out a week early. Uh, these interviews may be early, may not be early. But the interviews are early, plus bonus content, all that good shit. I really appreciate the support. Check out the merchandise. Get Heavy merch is at localshop.com slash podcast. You can find all of our cool shit. I just got the images for the uh, sweatshirts and sweatpants that are going to be coming out. Fucking badass death metal logos. uh, Fucking skulls on them. The whole deal, dude. It's going to be sick. So check out for that soon. Uh, Also, rate, subscribe, review. Tell your fucking friends about this podcast. Listen to it everywhere you can find it on audio. And also, watch the YouTube, man. Uh, Please subscribe. Hit that notifications bell. It doesn't mean... Much to you, but it means a lot to me. Uh, Big thank you to everyone that's supported it so far. Everyone that has hit me up. Everyone that's emailed me and asked me questions and and, uh, said nice things. I really appreciate it. I am just trucking along trying to get this shit done. (sighs) You know, best I can, I guess. Finding my voice, as they say. Which I find annoying, by the way. Hearing it back is a real nightmare. Uh, what's going on in my life? Let's see. Kids are back in school, trying not to get COVID. Um, I am sober. Oh yeah. I've gone completely sober. It's been one month, one month sober so far. And I hate it. I fucking hate it, dude. I hate not being able to have a beer, hate not being able to have a whiskey. I wanted a whiskey so bad the other night. Um, you know, I think the funny part is, is when people go sober, they immediately lie to you and themselves and think that it's super fun. And It's, oh, my God, I feel so much better. I'm sleeping so much better. Um, you know, I just love waking up with energy, and I hate waking up not hungover. Uh, I do hate it. I hate it. I hate being sober right now. It's a month in, um, realizing that I do like drinking beer more than I thought. I like, uh, you know, to hang out and have a few beers and fucking, you know, bullshit with my friends and loosen up. Uh, But I also know that I am... This is a challenge. I know why I'm not doing it. I want to lose weight. I want to fucking be healthy, all these things. But I'm not going to sit here and lie to myself and say that it's amazing. It's a fucking drag. It's a drag to have to carry around uh, Heineken zeros to a party. You look like an old fucking turd. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm doing now. I fucking go, I'm buying... Loganitas hop water and Heineken zeros guys it's a real fucking party over here at the Cosmos residence um i'm not going to stop i'm not going to give in i i set this as a challenge for myself do a year sober see what happens see how i'm feeling it with my life i haven't done a year sober fuck ever since my since i started drinking at like you know age 20 21 um haven't done it haven't felt the need to take it off getting old 39 i want to be by the time i hit my 40th i want to be healthy i want to be uh well rounded um but right now i fucking hate it dude so uh anyone who tells you that they're loving their sobriety a month in is a fucking dirty liar they're a dirty goddamn liar they're not having fun i'm sure there's a whole program set up for this and how to help you deal with it but i would rather grind through by myself with no help and uh just I guess talk to you guys on the internet about it, about how much I hate it right now. It is okay. It's not bad. And it is not bad to wake up without a hangover and uh, not waste the whole day feeling like shit, especially when I only have really one day off with my family at this point because of my work schedule and my wife's work schedule. Sundays are the day that we're all together. Um, That is nice, man. It's nice to wake up like that, but I'm finding I am uh hating it i hate it i'm gonna keep going though we do things that we hate because we know they're good for us right or we do things that we hate because we know they're bad for us too that's how it works i guess i'm not sure which which side i'm on right now but i am on a side and right now i'm not enjoying this but i'm gonna keep forging ahead because i am no fucking quitter And I'm not going to give up on the challenge that I set for myself. So it's nice the fact that I don't, I know I'm not an alcoholic. I know I'm not a drug addict. I know that I don't need these things. I don't really crave them daily or hourly, or I'm not just one day at a time. But every once in a while, it pops in my head that, man, it would be fucking really nice to sit down and smoke a cigar and have some scotch. And I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. Because I challenged myself and I'm not going to fucking give up. You know what I mean? It's, it's fucking kind of weird, but I don't know, man. Also something that's incredibly new to my life. I started therapy for the first time. I've had a couple sessions. Uh, and it is, that is good. Um, it's really, really therapy. The couple sessions I've had, I'm doing them every other week. I don't feel like I need to go every week. Uh, I really like to, after we do the session, I really like to spend some time and think about what we talked about. And a lot of it, honestly, isn't about my past traumas, and stuff, which there's plenty of, and, and I'm sure we can get into that stuff. But the one cool thing that I like about this uh, is that it's really focused on behavior. You know, how is your past trauma controlling your behavior now? Um, that's something that's useful to me. I'm not the kind of guy that wants to sit there and weep about how fucking bad my life was or, or, uh, you know, how traumatic or all the wrongs that have been done to me in the past. There's no, there's literally, for me, there's no point. I've made peace with a lot of the things that have happened to me in the past. A lot of the way in which I grew up, which I wasn't, you know, I was put in positions, you know, at very young ages to be a much more adult than I ever should have been. Um, and I've made peace with a lot of that. But my goal now is to not use, not take the trauma that I've experienced and, and project it onto my children. That's something that's actually fucking really cool, man. And it's, it's, uh, I've realized that, uh, I do have, I do have tendencies, um, with my kids where it, my boy drives me more crazy than my daughter does. You know what I mean? And and I don't know if it's because he has ADHD and it's just hard to manage having to tell him 10, 15 times to do something. Um, could be the age, you know, 11 years old, you really start to become defiant on your parents a bit. Uh, and that's fine, too. But um, something that, you know, I we talked about and something that I uncovered for myself is that, you know, I don't have a metric for raising boys. I have no fucking metric for it. I have a metric for raising girls or being around girls. I had a single mom, three younger sisters. I've been surrounded by women my whole life. I understand how to, I'm not going to be arrogant to tell you that I understand all women. Um, I'm not that arrogant, but I do understand more how to deal with women uh, on a day-to-day basis than I do men. And that's something I've really actually just kind of, it was a big realization for me is that, you know, for me, I, I have felt like my whole life I can pretty much, you know, managed my way through many, many situations, you know, what are, whether they're, um, you know, terrifying or scary or unknown. But what I find myself not realizing is that I don't know how to manage raising boys. And I have two, you know what I mean? I have one daughter and I have two boys and, and uh, I do treat them differently, man. You know what I mean? I expect my boy to be uh, like me. Whereas my daughter, I don't have that expectation on her. I don't know what it is. Um, and I think it's really, when you track it back, I think it's really just fear. Fear of of not having them be prepared for life. You know what I mean? I don't do it because I think that, uh, I don't do it because I think that they're, you know, wrong or the way that I'm doing everything is right. But it's, the the reason I feel like I ride my boy h- harder is because I I'm terrified that he's not going to have the skill set to survive this fucking world, and it was something that you know I brought up to my therapist and and um you know it was and she gave me some really good points some good things to think about you know what I mean like how is it that you know what am I doing to to rather than being mad at something not getting done am I really spending the time to teach him these things. Am I showing him what a patient man looks like? Am I showing him what, you know, a comprehensive adult male looks like that's not just mad or happy. You know what I mean? Because these are the two these are basically the two things that we are taught essentially, is how to be mad and how to be happy as men. We're not taught to show emotion. We're taught that emotions are for pussies and crying is for fucking babies, right? Uh, and it's something that, you know, I, I need to actively work on and making sure that I show my sons what comprehensive males look like. People that have well rounded, uh, fucking emotions. You know what I mean? It's something that I need to work on and I need to master before I can even show him, you know? But, um, so therapy's been really, really cool, man. I, I couldn't recommend it enough. I put it off for a long time. You know what I mean? And I was afraid that, when we would start, it would just be a fucking a whole thing about crying and, and this and that and working over my past trauma, which is something I think we'll get into a little bit as we go. But the behavior part of it is actually what and the getting tools to move forward and checking in with yourself. Those are the things that really, really actually I'm finding very, very beneficial. Um, so therapy has been cool, man. I've only done a few sessions so far, but um, I I like it, dude. I like it. I like it more than sobriety, I'll tell you that much. You know what I mean? Enough about me though. What else is going on in the world? Let's see. We got fucking Texas abortion, huh? Ooh. Texas finally passed that abortion law where six week abortions, anything after six weeks is banned. Um It's an absolute fucking nightmare, dude. Not that I'm pro abortion. I feel it's one of the things that I feel very split about because human life is important to me right people that there are people that have had more abortions than they probably should have there are people that maybe use it as birth control there are people that you know do not give a fuck about the the situation they put themselves in and that fucking sucks man i mean but also there are so many more instances of people having to be put in this position where they have to choose. Right. And I have people in my life that have had them. I, you know, from family members to friends to whoever, um, you know, and I don't, I I don't judge either way because first of all, it is, it is her right. It's her right to do it. I think if there's two people involved in the situation, I think the other person should have a choice or have a say at least in what's going on. Uh, I think it should be a, a talked about issue, I think it should be you know taken very fucking seriously, but what Texas has done is 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 wild dude because this is the problem with what happens when you don't separate church and state our founding fathers as much of pieces of shit as they probably were slave owners and you know fucking all the all the faults they had you know whether the he- hedonistic things they were involved in and you know pagan fucking beliefs and all that it's all good but I mean, they set this country up because they know what happens when you live under a religious theocracy. This is what happens, right? People are suffering. People, we see what's happening in Afghanistan, you know what I mean? With with a religious ideology taking over a whole entire country. This is how it works, right? This abortion law is just the another another step towards living in a theocracy, a christian theocracy, which parts of it, you know, the beliefs and, and tenets of christianity aren't bad, but the ones that they tend to enforce are the most ignorant fucking versions of it. So six week abortions, uh it's terrible, dude. I mean, apparently the satanists are the only ones that are actually fighting back and might be able to take it. Uh you know, make make a difference on it. Um And the the fucked up part is about the, you know, the Republicans or the right right wing or the religious right wing, at least, is that, you know, they act like human life is the most valuable, precious thing on earth. But when you look over it, they do not give a fuck about human life. They're not in favor of birth control, not in favor of abortions. Right. They want you to have the kid. But then when you have it, they are against most of them against help with childcare. They're against welfare. They're against fucking everything that you could possibly need to help raise a kid after they have basically forced you to have it. Um, It's such a slippery slope, man. It's, It's so asinine to me that this whole entire, oh, we fucking value human life, you know, argument is ridiculous, dude. You don't. You don't fucking value it because you're the first ones to bitch when now the people are fucking using welfare and abusing the system, right? You're the first ones to bitch when there's, um, you know, while you're also voting to have women and children destroyed in other countries. You're the first ones to sit up and say, no, we don't want fucking, we don't need any more entitlements for these people. First ones to cut funding for mental health. First ones to cut funding for everything except for abortions, which apparently you don't want at all. You want people to have the kids, but then you don't want to do anything to help the kids once they're born. So where's the value in that? Where's the fucking value, man? At what point do you realize that you don't give a shit about life? It's just you're voting on a, on a theocratic fucking issue, something that you know you can win on, right? Because that's all this is, win and lose, win and lose. All we want to do is fucking win the, win the battle, win the war, win the battle, win the war. It doesn't matter what the actual effect is. As long as we tow our company line, tow our religious line, tow our party's line, we win some battles, that means we're winning, right? It has nothing to do with the people that they're serving anymore, and it hasn't for many, many years. It's one of the greatest fucking disservices that we've let happen in this country, is that we stopped making these people serve us. It just doesn't work like this anymore. And, you know, you see with how, what happens when we start letting fucking theocracies rule government. We see where it goes. We've seen where it goes a hundred times. The one thing this country was built on was the separation of church and state. Religious fucking freedom. Is is in the First Amendment. It's part of the First Amendment. Freedom of religion, freedom of choice, freedom of speech, free from persecution from your beliefs, was built. There's a reason they made it a part of the First Fucking Amendment. And we've gotten so far away from that. Letting politicians who believe in a magical fucking man in the sky, like God gives a shit about any more people. You know what I mean? If he did exist. If he did exist, he abandoned this motherfucker many, many years ago. And now he's just letting it play out. He's probably going to let us wipe ourselves out so he can build it again, right? Or until the Martians come out from under the ground and claim what was theirs once. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's nuts. That abortion law is fucking bullshit, man. It's absolute bullshit. So what else we got going on? We got, uh, oh. The new fucking live action murder mystery is breaking down right now. We got that couple. um, What is her name? Gabby Petito was just found. Her body was just found in Wyoming in the Grand Tetons, which is where I just was actually not too long ago. Um, this is kind of a fucking crazy story. I was thinking about it, you know what I mean? Because I've been kind of falling a little bit. My wife is much more into this stuff than I am. Uh, as far as uh, informational murder porn, which seems to be grasping the country. But I was tripping out thinking, like, you know, so what do we know so far, right? These people went on this crazy long cross-country trip. Uh, you know, obviously there's a bunch of body cam footage from a some sort of a domestic dispute stop that happened, right? We know that the police basically chalked it up to it being a mutual dispute and let them go, right? what are the rumors i don't know what the actual things are uh what's his name his name is got gabby petito and her boyfriend is oh uh, shit what's his name brian laundry uh-oh brian laundry 23 years old supposedly had some book on him about you know uh uh A fictional book of some sort about a couple going on a killing spree across the country and, and campsites and stuff like that. Are we watching a live action natural born killers go down right now? What happened to her? You know, did she feel guilty and fucking made a stink and he offed her too? Did, was it an accident? What happened? Obviously he's disappeared. Breaking news today. They just raided the shit out of his house. Um, I don't know what happened with that yet so far, but, it's a trip, dude. I'm, it makes you wonder, like, with all the surveillance and everything that's going on in your social media footprint, are we going to start seeing this stuff happen more? Where literally you're hearing about, like, are we going to find out about serial killers like years later at this point? Or is this going to be the new norm where we're actually finding this stuff happening as it's happening? You know what i mean because everyone leaves a footprint if you have a cell phone you leave a footprint you're obviously being tracked right they're posted on social media videos are getting posted about them. um you know everyone that knows them is coming out and speaking out about them. it's a fucking trip and and first of all my my condolences to the to her family you know what i mean have you know it i don't even know if it's better that they found her or not i mean you would assume it give you some sort of closure to know something's happening rather than she's just missing. Um, but I don't know any details about what happened. They're not saying cause of death or anything like that. But um, it's a heartbreaking situation. But I often wonder, like, is this the new norm? Are we gonna be, are we gonna be following stuff like this from now on, where it's basically happening live, in action, in front of us? Uh, you know, this natural born killers kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's, um, are people gonna start doing this more? Is this, or is this just gonna be the natural way that cases get solved at this point? Pretty interesting, man. Um, you know, cause Natural Born Killers was, when I was a kid, was one of my favorite movies that has ever been made. And it's dark and it's gnarly. Um, uh, but god damn, it's a good movie. I mean, they, you know, uh, I mean, it's just it. it like ter- literally, I had the same haircut. <laughs> I had the I had the natural born killers, fucking haircut. The Woody Harrelson, you know what I mean? Um, which also was the Pantera cut at the time. You know what I mean? But I had the John little John Lennon glasses. I was like literally in sixth grade, seventh grade maybe, and uh, I was fucking obsessed with that movie. So dark, so gnarly. But is this going to be? Ha- is this the new norm? Are we going to be seeing this stuff go down now? Live literally on Instagram. Um, fuck, I don't know. Are people going to be able to get away with straight up murder ever again without being seen? I mean, obviously, it happens, but when you're doing it, it's such a weird high profile. I don't know, man. It's fucking weird. It's almost like it's almost like a stunt, right? But it's not, you know, obviously, some dark shit is going down between whatever happened between these two. Um, with other people that were at their campsites being murdered. Um, You know what I mean? There's just such weird shit going on around that. And I don't know if you're going to be able to get away with being a serial killer anymore, man. It's fucking, it's crazy. But, you know, I get, yeah, they just raided his house today. Uh Pretty interesting story. I don't really follow a lot of this stuff, but I do think it's odd that it's going to be, it feels like it's going to be the way this stuff goes down. We're going to watch these these cases and these things get solved in front of us rather than finding out about them years later. I'm sure all of you uh true crime freaks are probably telling me, you know, yelling at the screen saying you don't know shit, which I don't. I don't know shit. But it is it's one of the ones that have caught my attention cuz I don't have uh I don't have a fucking drive to want to follow these stories. I got dark shit in my head all day long. Uh, you know, I actively think about killing people probably more often than I should. And I don't not that I'm going to th- ever do it, but I can access darkness pretty goddamn quick, and I don't need any more of it in my head, I don't need any ideas either, <laughs> my my wife does this to me, um, she, she'll, I'll be falling asleep, I'll be just about out, and then she goes, you know, today I read this story about a, a kid that was burned to death with cigarettes by his parents, I'm like, fuck man, thanks, thanks for that fucking visual, right before I go to sleep. That's exactly what I needed. You know what I mean? Exactly what I needed. Um, I'm already dealing with being sober. i already dealing with be- I'm feeling much more sensitive since therapy uh, just as far as like things are, you know, I'm letting things hurt my feelings uh, for the first time in my life, which is a weird feeling to have. You know, mo- most of the time I just it brushes off me. But, you know, so it, it, now to have dark shit entering my head actually kind of scares me, which is before I'm like, ah, whatever. I'll just fucking throw that to the back of the brain, dude. Never think about that again, right? But uh, no, things creep in, man. They creep in and they're starting to affect me more. So uh, it's an interesting story, though, man. And in uh, other news, heartbreaking. Norm Macdonald, man. R.I.P. Fuck. Man. Norm Macdonald was one of my favorite comedians. Uh, watching him on SNL when I was a kid, weekend update was just some of my favorite shit. Uh, you know, I never watched the, his sitcom or anything like that, but the s n l s times were my times i mean watching him do do uh the jeopardy episodes and everything i mean he 's just so good and he's he is to me hands down one of the best joke writers on earth um taking the most simple premise and twisting it in a way in a dark fucking way that you have never ever saw coming. um his delivery the way in, his pacing. The way in which he doesn't give a fuck about what this audience is thinking or going through. Uh, I mean, he seems to not give a fuck, right? No fucks given from Norm MacDonald. Also, how Norm MacDonald is it to go through cancer for 10 years and not fucking say a word about it? (laughs) (laughs) It's like the most Norm MacDonald shit. I think Anthony Jeselnik tweeted that and it made total sense to me. It's like that is the most Norm MacDonald shit ever. fight cancer for nine ten years not say a fucking word about it because you don't want people to look at you like they don't want you don't want people to pity you you know what i mean that's fucking amazing man it was a I, i never really uh when celebrities die it's not i don't know them right so i mean i know the work you know obviously i'm a huge fan of norm i don't know the guy but when you do realize that so many people were come out of the woodwork to tell fucking awesome stories about the dude uh everyone everyone says that he's was always the most incredibly nice awesome guy um it really does make you think about like what is the legacy you want to leave um you know what what is it that people are going to say about you when you die you know i don't know i hope that it makes you think about your own mortality you know what i mean besides battling cancer besides doing it silently by yourself not telling anyone his closest, some of his closest friends didn't even know it. You know, they all thought he just looked like shit. You know, he's a notorious gambler already laying in him. Used to fucking tie it on back in the day. You know, I I read, I saw a story about him losing his fortune more than once, you know, all of his money. You hear stories about him taking his paychecks from Saturday night live and going straight to Atlantic city right after filming (laughs) and blowing money. (laughs) You know, I mean, he was a fucking true, honest dude, and he didn't lie about anything in his life except for the fact that he was dying you know and it's uh it's pretty wild, man, it's pretty fucking wild uh I wanted to bring this up as as I leave the podcast, and this is my favorite hands down favorite norm McDonald joke that has ever been created. I'm sure some of you have seen it, some of you haven't, but um as we get out of here. I'm gonna share this screen real quick, play the audio for you, and hope that I don't get busted. But who gives a fuck, right? Let's see. Not all your material comes uh, from the, from the news, is that right? You know, no. You, some you, of
1: my material comes. My strongest material comes from real life. Real life? Like for instance, today I was driving in a, a car. Mm-hmm. You were kind enough to bring a car to bring this old chunk of coal here to the studio. <laughs> We send, we send cars for our guests, yes. Yeah. yeah, so I got in it, and that's, I, you know, I get material that way. So my driver. What do you mean? What, what, how do you get material that way? You get in the car, and what happens? Uh, my driver tells me a joke. <laughs> <laughs> the driver we sent to pick you up told you a joke. Yeah.
0: And you're going to tell it now on the show. Yeah,
1: that's how I get a lot of my material. <laughs> okay.
0: Why don't we just have him on next
1: time? Uh, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Oh, wait till you hear me do it. <laughs> So the guys, he goes. Uh, uh-huh. he, uh, I say, uh, I'll be the guy. Okay. Uh, a moth. A moth goes into a podiatrist's office.
0: A moth goes into a podiatrist's office.
1: Right. You are correct. <laughs> a moth goes into a podiatrist's office, mm-hmm. and uh, the podiatrist's office says, "What's the problem?" And the moth says, "What's the problem? Where do I begin, man?" He goes, "I go to work for uh, Gregory Alinovich. And uh, all day long I work. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Doc, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I don't even know if Gregory Alinovich knows. He only knows that he has power over me. And that seems to bring him happiness. But I don't know. I wake up in a malaise and I, I walk here and there. The podiatrist says, oh, yeah? And the moth goes, yes. And he goes... Uh, At night, I I sometimes wake up and I turn to some old lady in my bed that's on my arm. A lady that I once loved, Doc. I I don't know where to turn to. My youngest, Alexandria. (laughs) She she fell in the the cold of last year. Mm -hmm. The cold took her down as it did many of us. (laughs) And my other boy... And this is the hardest pill to swallow, Doc. My other boy, Gregorio Ivinolitovich. I no longer love him. As much as it pains me to say, when I look in his eyes, all I see is the same cowardice that I... That I catch when I take a glimpse of my own face in the mirror. If only the cowardice was stronger, then perhaps. Perhaps I could bring myself to reach over to that cocked and loaded gun that lays on the bedside behind me. And in this hellish facade, once all How long a drive was this? (laughs) Uh, Do you live in the valley? Where do you live? Please, sorry. He says, Doc. Sometimes I feel like a spider, even though I'm a moth. Just barely hanging on to my web with an everlasting fire underneath me. I'm not feeling good. And so the the, the doctor says, Moth, man, you're troubled. But you should be seeing a psychiatrist. Why on earth did you come here? And then the ma said, because the light was on. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Norm McDonald, dude.
0: God, that's my favorite joke. Probably the best crafted joke that's ever existed. Fuck, I hope that turned out all right. Man. Well, thanks for joining me, guys, on the uh, first fucking uh, the Thursday solo pods. I'm not sure what I'm going to call this one. Maybe dire Straits. I don't know. Um, once again, thanks for supporting. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the new podcast days, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Check out the Patreon. Check out the merch. Tell your fucking friends about this podcast. We'll catch you on the next one.